This is Smoking Out the Closet. Now, here are your hosts. her pronouns hi i'm asmodeus i use they them pronouns welcome back to another episode of smoking Smoking out the closet for those of you who are new or just joining us we are a queer podcast pun intended that talks about cannabis the lgbt community and everything in between and beyond so welcome welcome oh boy this week's this week's review Uh, oh boy it's a bad decision is what it is first of all i was hopeful it was going to be better than the one I had two years ago, which was, at the time, I think, my lowest-reviewed product. And we're talking about the bank flower here for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, we Did I try that with you? No, that was that was the first-ever chirping with Raven, because I think you had to do something overnight. And I was just like, okay, well, I'll, I'll record this video. Or you, were, you weren't feeling it or sick or something. I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, no, this is a bad decision. I'm so... It's just so disappointing, too, from your perspective, knowing that, like, this hasn't gotten better over the last two years. Um, this time we tried the Stardog Guava in the Mylar bag this time, and that's why, like you were saying, hopefully, you know, it would have made the cure a little bit better. would have been a little bit, you know, maybe sticky. The The Mylar has worked wonders for Strains Mylar. Strains Mylar flower? Holy shit. Mm-hmm. That changed everything for them. That's what they were missing. Now, keep in mind, this, I'm going to be actually saying it, that we had an episode where we had, like, weed that we didn't realize was, like, over a year old. Yeah. And reviewed it and talked about it. Um, This was worse than that. Yeah. Honestly, I... Uh, also, I'm going to apologize for my voice. We went to the Ren Fair yesterday. And a burlesque show afterwards. Yeah, so my voice is shot from all the yelling. I'm surprised mine doesn't sound worse. <laughs> I also killed my lungs on a really big bong rip I did. Um, so Wrong, wrong bip. Wrong bip. <laughs> if you want to swap the first letters I was trying to think about, though, that would be I couldn't think about that. So what would you rate this? Uh, like a one. And that's lower than the Calypso shit I've had because the Calypso stuff, that flower, actually tasted like something. It tasted like crap, but it tasted like something. This didn't taste like anything. It didn't smell like anything. The trim was looked horrible on it. Yeah, like you clunked it, like just clattered onto the fucking rolling tray. Yeah, it was horribly machine uh, trim. Like Terrapin's flower is machine trimmed, but it's not missing chunks and exposing like half the stem. Yeah, from it, um, it was very rough. It was flat on one side. The biggest snug in it had, was completely flat on the one side. Um, and I almost don't even want to take a picture of what's left of it to put on the Instagram. Oh, no, I already took a picture. It's that's, so ugly. That's why the, oh, yeah, I was you, in the kitchen. Okay. Um, Taking pictures in the kitchen. But it's, y- y'all see, it was horrible. Next to no try comes on it. It was. 
I'm giving it a zero. I'm giving it, I think, the podcast's first zero. Yeah. Because, yes, this is $35 at their home stores. It's $45 at other stores. What the fuck? It's not worth that fucking price. I've had $28 weed that's better than this. Yeah. You know what? I might... I, you know that you said that's a that's a possibility, and I feel like this that it, it is a zero. Yeah, there's nothing redeeming about it. Knowing it's thirty five dollars for this crap. Yeah, it's and 30... people actually buy it. And like, like the terps are kind of eh, but I've had some weed with terps at that level, and it was a it was okay. You know, it wasn't great, but it was okay. But this was just. This is just straight boof. And it's saying 20, 20, on almost 20.5% THCA. Where? Yeah, this is a straight boof. So I was slightly, okay, I was doing my massive, like I said, I ruined my, I ruined my throat with doing some bong ribs. I had, we had some tea together. It was a nice time. But then I, uh, shoot, I lost my whole train of thought. You, you, you were, uh, I think I know where you're going. You, you didn't get... I was, I was, oh yeah, before, before I was a little, I was still a little elevated from those, those bong rips I was doing because they were massive. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, well, that'll also be a good gauge. If it adds anything to it, cool. I didn't, I didn't feel anything added. I felt like I was just getting more sober and I'm just like, this is not a great time. And to be fair, I didn't have any before it and I'm completely sober still. And you guys, you guys know how friggin' ripped I get sometimes on the podcast and it's weird because like halfway through both of our jays it was making a rosin ring and i'm like for what there's no purpose it, it produced a lot of smoke and it's all it is that's all it is, is fucking smoke and mirrors yeah and like i like so juicy uh the bank is owned by juicy holdings which is i think the third or fourth highest paid ceo in cannabis in the country how the fuck are you that high man how the fuck fuck are you getting paid that high this shit fucking sucks and i like beyond hello i like what it's about i like that it's you know doing what we do in the podcast talking about cannabis in the lgbt community i really like that but y'all gotta make some fucking better weed this is the second one we've ever reviewed on our show and it's fucking the worst reviewed shit we have ever had yeah it's i it also is made to look so fancy and so pretty. It yeah. has the gold leafing on there's, it. Because there's, there's cash, there's the vault. Um, it doesn't live up to its name. No, it doesn't. It is just, it's straight boof. Yeah. And I have regulars that go for it all the time. And I'm like, why? And I think it's because it doesn't taste like weed. Yeah. It did not taste like weed at all. It tasted like I was inhaling a prop cigarette. Yeah, it tastes just like air. Yeah. I wasn't sure if my my joint was lighting correct, too. And I was like, is it lit? I'm looking at it. There's a lot of smoke going on. Yeah. I think it's because people, it doesn't taste like weed. And people, and older patients who get into the medical program might like that. I don't know. But this shit sucks. It also just doesn't do anything, though. No, I felt no effect. Absolutely nothing. So, certified boof. Certified boo. I'm sorry, Beyond Hello. You step it up. Yeah, like, come on, guys. Made in the USA. Well, yeah, it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Um, do you want to start with uh, your big thing? So we're trying to. Well, I want to. Can we tell. Let's first tell the, the listeners what we're doing this month. Yeah. Um, 
so this month we're trying to be a little festive with basically what someone has said uh recently as gay christmas <laughs> <laughs> um so we are celebrating uh halloween all, all month, month long, long as you should um and so what do, what do you have to start us off with halloween get high and watch fucking horror movies one of my favorite pastimes because we did talk about like the representation in horror movies last year but i feel like I, we should do some more like long format yeah um so do you want to start yeah with that okay Sorry, I'm trying not to bump the microphone. All right, so there is a list on Ranker.com, and I'm going to see how I agree with this because I've already seen the I already saw the first movie on this list. Yeah, as it's, oh, it goes the other yeah, way. Yeah, that's why I have what? it scrolled that way. Yeah. Okay, I was sorry. I was trying to look at the uh, title. So horror movies to watch while stoned. That's what the URL says. So I'm going to assume that's what the. Uh, the title of the article is yeah and it's on ranker i'll put it in the show notes it's the top 17 but i'm like i don't want to do 17 that's a weird number so let's just see what people put as the, number the, as the, the top, top 10. 10. we'll watch mojo's top 10 horror movies oh, to watch uh, while stoned <laughs> uh here do you want to move the computer towards you yeah maybe so i can just reach a little bit better uh friday the 13th i'm not surprised they would put this on this list everybody loves friday the 13th and i'm sorry i have the unpopular opinion that i fit I'm on the other side of the fence. I feel like Nightmare on Elm Street was a whole lot better. And there's definitely a distance between the two, like, fandoms as far as, like, the crossover movie was cool. But I don't know. I just couldn't get into all the Friday the 13th, but I got really into Elm Street. Um, so, understandably, it's a classic it, 80s horror movie, you know. Um, what did they have to say about it? Uh, nothing beats a classic 1980s Friday the 13th remains one of the biggest, best, and most important horror films of all time for a good reason, and is an experience to remember while watching High, a masterclass in debauchery. Friday the 13th is everything a stoner who loves horror could dream of. Intense gore, graphic nudity, sudden bursts of violence, and one of the coolest killers in the horror world has ever seen. Peg to differ. I'm not a huge Jason fan, but that's just me. Uh, the film and... Its subsequent sequels never take themselves too seriously, making the ultimate scary movie to sit back, relax, and catch a hell of a vibe to. Oh, cool. They also have, like, the top actors in here when it was released and who the director was. Yeah, honestly, I think we should just, like, see what they have ranked. Because, like, they, the ranker will put the thing, but it's all voted up and down by people. Like, by basically regular people. Okay. So I just, why don't we just go through, like, and the And see what list. they have here. Yeah, yeah. and see what they have okay i'm sorry i'm new to how ranker works i haven't really no you're much. good uh it follows i've heard of this one i've never watched it um audiences need to prepare for the trip of a lifetime if they decide to watch it follows stone because this paranoid psychological thriller well raven's out she can't watch this hmm. um we'll have you looking at every person you ever see for the rest of your life with suspicious suspicious eyes a truly haunting and terrifying film it follows is casually known as the sexually transmitted demon movie, meaning it has everything someone's stone could ever want. Graphic nudity, check. Creepy atmosphere, check. A killer who can be anyone in the entire world and will stop at nothing to kill their victim, check. Uh, beautifully lulling audiences into a false state of security with sex and then ripping off the band-aid of unholy terror it follows is the ideal scary movie to watch high. I mean, I'm, I I might do psychological better high. There is also a whole ass history of 
horror and nudity too yeah I mean, you're know. you're already getting that like fucking rated R rating anyway. Might as well. Throw you some might as well. Yeah, why not? Slip a nipple in there. All right, let's scroll, 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 scroll. Oh yes, The Shining. I love The Shining. Don't you mean the shitting? Do you want to get, get sued? sued? Uh, one of the greatest horror films of all time. Yes, also happens to be one of the strangest, creepiest, and most unorthodox in the entire genre. Film that will melt your brain and make you paranoid and force you to fall down in a deep, dark rabbit hole of conspiracies. Naturally, this is one of the most popular and beloved horror movies to get high while watching. With an astronomical amount of creepy imagery, a story that will have audiences on the edge of their seat, and some of the most beloved and popular scenes in the horror, Shining is a fascinating horror movie to watch high as it will unlock a whole new way of looking at one of the best movies of all time. This definitely is. It, it's uh, I, You haven't watched it, have you? No, I have not watched Shining. <sighs> it is the season it is the season wait scatman crothers is in this movie i didn't know who that. is he uh scatman crothers is uh scat cat in uh the aristocats i don't know if i maybe if i know what he looks like i might be able to tell you who he is because we'll, we'll find out after on the break yeah we'll find it on the break okay all right let's go back let's go to number seven this john carpenter film halloween see i couldn't get into halloween either i like halloween i didn't know it was a john carpenter film though uh funny enough halloween is possibly the best halloween stoner movie of all time a film that checks every single box and a stoner horror fan can want sex gore guts and scares lie in every corner of 1978 masterpiece from the revolutionary director john carpenter as he delivers a masterpiece to audiences the film is a very 70s vibe from the style to the music to the protagonist openly smoking weed which of course help of course helps give the audiences a green light to light one up and have some fun this film isn't too disturbing or downright scary to cause a bad trip instead of having the spooky vibes and fun times making it as one of the best horror movies to watch high. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I, just, I never watched any horror movie high. I tried it. That's the thing is I tried it. And I just, I don't know. I haven't watched this one. I've heard <gasps> it's funny. And it's like a more of a comedy horror. And it would be real funny to watch high. Trucker and Tucker. Sorry. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I've never even, I don't think I've even heard of it. Horror comedies and stoners go together like peanut butter and jelly. That's true. And there's an arguably no better uh, combination than the mix of green stuff with tr with Tucker and Dale versus Evil. An overall top slapstick party filled with blood, guts, and, and uproarious laughter. The film offers audience an exceptionally good time, especially while high. Excuse me. Playing on the tropes of horror films, Tucker and Dale versus Evil is a sub... sub subversive i'm so sorry masterpiece that will have audiences crying with laughter as they bear witness to some of the most ludicrous and outlandish scenes in any horror film ever i i feel like this would i would agree with this one even though i haven't seen it either but because someone explained it is pretty much the same level as club dread by the folks who made um super troopers and super troopers was great high <laughs> <laughs> i fucking love super troopers Cabin in the Woods, another classic. Uh, watching Cabin in the Woods for the first time is shocking and stunning revelation that subverts the horror genre as a whole and creates one of the most unique and mystifying experiences in the genre over the last 20 years. 
watching the cabin in the woods while stone offers a brand new level of trippiness a film that provides a film that prides itself on being able to throw curveballs that will shock movie lovers into hardcore and hardcore horror fans watching the film while high will feel like a nightmarish dream come true that will have viewers tripping out in the best way possible of course we would we'd be premises not to mention that the best scary movie stone scene with beloved and iconic megabong which drinks down to a coffee cup uh just to add a cherry on top of the stoner classic i never seen uh cabin in the woods mostly because i feel like it was just basically oh hey a lot of horror movies have cabins in the woods let's do let's make a movie about one and call it cabin in the woods i don't know a lot of people in the horror Goddamn fandom. Jeez. I'm so sorry. My brain right now. <laughs> Evil Dead 2. Okay. I've never watched the original Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2. Uh, Evil Dead 2 is a bona fide stoner classic, a film that pushes the boundaries of outlandish and unconventional to their absolute limit and delivers a product that needs to be seen to believe. Ramping up the absurdity on the previous film tenfold, Evil Dead 2 is everything right with the horror genre and most excellent scary movie to watch high. With slapstick comedy shocking and appalling violence and an overall vibe of pure fun and joy, the film knows its audience and is catering to them wonderfully. Evil Dead 2 manages to be one of the best horror comedies of all time, and a film that makes you feel high even when you're not. So adding recreational drugs to the mix will make this movie night and audiences will not, never forget. Uh, Tyler from Ha, it's a podcast, fucking loves the Evil Dead series. <laughs> I've heard they're really good. I've heard that, like, I would like them, too. Probably. Like, in one of the movies, he, like, goes back in time to, like, medieval period and saves everybody. And then goes back to work at a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been told I need to watch this one, too. Uh, Malignant. Utterly odd, fascinatingly strange, and trippy beyond all belief, Malignant is one of the... Freshest and most euphoric horror movies to release in years as it decides to take strange and off-the-walls risk and deliver it a product that felt like nothing audiences had ever seen before. Mix these wonderful feelings with weed and suddenly have a hellishly good time with a horror movie. Uh, Malignant does a great job of making the audience feel uneasy and off-center without ever jumping the shark watching the, and watching the movie while stoned brings to life all the smaller eccentricities and delivers one of the best horror movies to watch while high. 2021 that's rather recent mm-hmm. the thing i want to watch it i've never watched it oh okay cool okay that's the one thing i was worried about i was like who which version of the thing because in my opinion john carpenter's version the original version was better than the newer one i haven't really seen bits of pieces of the newer one but the pieces I've seen, I'm like, no, no. And I would watch, I, I would watch this. Hi. I've never watched either one. I want to watch this one though. Do you, do you know the premise of it? No. So essentially it's, it's a shapeshifter that, um, they have to figure out who it is because it's killing everybody. Basically, um, think, uh, little space guys we play. You're not supposed to talk while you play it um among us yes that's basically what among us is kind of ripping on okay it's a game version of john carpenter's the thing interesting yeah 
want to watch it. It's really cool. I, I would recommend it. I haven't watched it high, but yeah, <laughs> I would, would recommend watching that one. Hell yeah. Number one, Mandy. I've never even heard of it. No, but it's a Nick, and when I was scrolling through the list, it's a Nick Cage movie from 2018. <laughs> Mandy is without a doubt one of the best horror movies to watch high that has ever been created. A fever dream that morphs into a vicious nightmare and showcases fantastical visuals, wacky scenarios, glorious scenes of violence, and Nicolas Cage acting the most Nicolas Cage you've ever acted. Over-the-top, lunacy, glorious, and utterly baffling, Mandy is one of the best scary movies to watch high, thanks to its commitment to the surreal and eccentric. While the film is intense and a lot to handle, the drug trip sequence in particular being one of the most visually disturbing sequences in horror history, the night audiences decide to get high and watch this film will go down in one of the most wicked and excellent nights of their lives. Okay, color me intrigued. So... Here's my thing, right? I feel like most of these are actual, genuinely good horror movies. Yeah. But I feel like if you're going to have, like, a best movies to watch well stoned, they have to be bad horror movies. Like, MST3K level yes. bad horror movies. So, I want to talk about some, some of them I would introduce <laughs> and watch. One of them being Rubber. The Killer Tire movie. Oh my god. I, 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 you've told me about this one before, and I, I need to watch it. Um, Any of the Leprechauns. Oh my god. <laughs> I've only watched the first one. It was so ridiculous. Um, Going back to Friday the 13th, Jason in space, or Jason X, whichever one that was. Yeah. One where he's in space. It's just so off-the-wall weird and everything. I think it should be one you should watch stoned. Also, why wasn't Nightmare on Elm Street on this Yeah, list? Nightmare on Elm Street's great. I'm thinking, like, Dream Warrior specifically because the line between reality and what's a dream is very blurred in that movie. Maybe so that you, would cause a bad trip, though. Maybe, but it's still really, like, it's eerie and it's creepy. And if that's what you're going for, for watching a horror movie, it's great. Um, what The Piranha? Not not actual <laughs> one about the fish, but the, <laughs> but the really bad one we From, watched. From, like, what, 73? three or whatever yeah. and the dude it's just it oh my god half the movie forgot to show up uh 1978 uh joe De, uh dante's piranha uh Fuck, that movie's horrible it really is and <laughs> it's also called something else because it's based on uh like french or whatever no, oh wait, no, this is a different piranha. This is the one that the 2010 version was re, re uh, a reboot of. I had to dig for that other piranha movie that we found. It was one of those like uh horror movie six pack at Walmart. Oh, okay, it's 1972's Piranha, um, directed by William Gibson, written by Richard Finder, which is uh, a group of wildlife photographers go to Venezuela for um. <laughs> a uh, photo shoot and this one guy they hire um or there's this guy who comes around who's the native tribe at the time calls him their word for piranha which is the original title of the movie yeah uh but it was so bad i feel like God, it's so bad I, you know what I, I don't know if it's considered horror or not or like a scary movie i'm guessing it is because there's death gore and everything and like slasher films yeah. are considered horror jurassic park technically by definition is horror yeah 
Sharknado. Yeah. Any of the Sharknados. Any yeah. sci-fi original horror movie. Jaws, Jaws <laughs> is considered a horror movie. Yeah, it is. But you said it is, right? It is, yeah. yeah. Jaws is. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would watch Jaws High. I don't know. I'd be freaked out. I'm going to go swimming in the ocean for a while. <laughs> um, ooh, definitely don't watch any of the It's High. I no. feel like that'd be a bad time. I want to watch The Fly High. I feel like that'd be funny. <laughs> that'd be funny as fuck. Uh, fuck. What else would be really funny to watch? Um, oh, or Croczilla. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which is just basically this giant crocodile. Any of, any of the uh, Godzilla movies, probably. Yeah, I guess Godzilla would be considered any any monster movie. I feel like would be really good high. Yeah, except don't watch Shin Godzilla high. I, I would not recommend watching Shin Godzilla because the different forms it morphs into. Um, here I'll show you some of them. Um, are not good at all. Like. Oh, that motherfucker's weird looking. Yeah, it like it it rapidly evolves throughout the. Um, oh my god! Yeah, that movie. would be really like bad trippy to see while you're high. Because like it starts like a worm, and then like it actually morphs in the movie in terms of these different forms. And apparently, it was supposed to get a final form where it turned like humanish. Um, but it's the, it's the one where it un, like its jaw just kind of separates kind of like the predators a little bit mm-hmm. and then it pushes a bunch of gas ignites it and then starts shooting plasma Jeez. and its tail has a face too Weird. yeah no don't don't watch shin godzilla high as fuck that is a bad trip waiting to happen oh yeah i mean like it. judging based on how nicholas's cage face is and mandy in this picture they have for ringer yeah i don't I know if i would want to watch i didn't realize high. i just left that up there on the here <laughs> we'll just look at this that's better whatever the hell that's the from evil dead is. too yeah we'll look at the evil dead 2 clip that's not nearly as jarring um Oh man, I don't know what else would be what really good. Ones? Yeah, I'm trying to think here. I, I'm black and white old classic horror movies like Absolutely. Dracula, Nosferatu, um, Frankenstein, Frankenstein, yeah, like old school horror Absolutely. movies. Um, yeah, I don't know what other ones would be really really good to be honest oh, any horror comedies honestly yeah any horror the, comedies. any of the scream movies club dread yeah club dread scary movies any of the scary movies all the i went scary to movies. i wanted to see scary movie and then i saw Ghostface, and i was like scream but like both though <laughs> okay definitely watch scary movie too high yes definitely watch scary movie too i feel like that would be great but those are more parodies than i think horror dramas or horror comedies yeah um geez i don't i don't know what other ones would be really good i guess every horror movie i've ever watched i don't know because like hostile would 
not no, be great. No, I wouldn't recommend that. Sauce kind of eh. No, wouldn't get real anxiety. I'm just going through now the one any of the horror movies that I've watched. Um, I wouldn't recommend any of the alien movies or any of the Predator movies. No. I think we did a pretty good, good one. Yeah, pretty comprehensive. I mean, I wouldn't recommend Hellraiser. No, for sure. I'm still not quite sure what happened in that movie. Or what, Hellraiser? Yeah. <laughs> Sex Demons. I watched it, and I'm like, what? What? Um, would Beetlejuice be technically a horror movie? <laughs> yeah, it's technically a horror comedy. Okay, I mean, I would I would watch that high. Absolutely. My favorite movie. Um, I think we're pretty good. Um, we got some bigger stuff to talk about after the break, so I think... Probably now would be a good time to take a break and then get ready for uh, some bigger stuff. Sounds good. All right. We'll catch you guys here in just a moment. and pink and purely wood pulp derived blazy susan pink rolling papers and cones will add a pop of color to your next smoke sesh their classic pink papers are naturally dyed vegan gmo free and food safe they contain no amounts of heavy metals or pesticides unlike other paper producers care about what goes in your lungs with blazy susan papers and cones use promo code B-G-S-O-T-C-20 at checkout to get 20% off with your friends at Smoking Out the Closet. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $50 in the United States. And we are back. Um, so one thing I wanted to talk about recently, and I'm going to kind of go bad news and then go into some good news stuff. Okay. Um, so recently, as of like, I think Wednesday before, um, like the day after we recorded or or last episode dropped, Mm -hmm. um, the GOP, the second GOP or Republican debate happened. And of course, Trump wasn't there, even though he's running, apparently, officially on paper. Right now, he is running uh, and just going around doing rallies and just saying, fuck all these other people. You can't run from jail, though, can you? <laughs> no, no. I, it's it's going to be real difficult. Anyway, continue. Um. So... I mean, I guess you can run from jail because that one guy from Philly did. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so the question was brought up. Um, what would you do about the recent increase of attacks against the LGBTQIA plus community in America? Because that has been a rampant thing. And instead... Of answering the fucking question, they all go on to, on a transphobic tirade. Oh, good gracious. Every fucking one of them. 
and I have here an uh, the advocate.com article to talk like to have um kind of like the quotes here for me and I will link the 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 article in the show notes. Okay. Um so transphobia reared its ugly head uh in the uh reared its ugly head early in the second hour in the context of education and parental notification if a student uses a name or pronoun at school that doesn't match their birth name or gender. Uh, uh, Ramaswamy quickly said, transgenderism, especially in kids, is a mental disorder. It is not compassionate to affirm a kid's confusion. That is not compassion. That is cruelty. Um, uh, He continued saying that a lack of parental notification and involvement increases the risk of youth suicide. That's not actually true. In fact, it's the other way around. Because especially if you have, like... If you have parents like mine who would have been understanding and everything, cool. But still shouldn't out a kid before they're ready to come out. Yeah. Or anybody, for that matter. But say there's, like, some people, like... Some some people I've heard when, when I was in the, the, the LGBT Student Resource Center at Penn State, some of their parents did not like want them to come home after the ho- like after they came out of college Jeez. like i'm like yeah and imagine if they got notified when they were in elementary school and everything like they probably would have been sent to a conversion therapy camp with some of how those parents reacted from what i've heard um to continue uh what ramaswamy said ignoring the fact that mandatory notifications would put young people or oh i guess this is more of the article saying uh, what we just said. Um, Ramaswamy added, I will ban genital mutilation or chemical castration, he added, noting that he'd meet two young women on campus on the camp- campaign trail who regretted undergoing transitional procedures. Transitional, um, and it goes on to talk about how it's very rare, which it is. Because you got to think, transgender community makes up like 0.1% of the, of, of the population. In the world does like there's more redheads in the world than there are transgender people yeah and take that if you're gonna make it even split that into three and that's trans women mm-hmm. it's not an accurate statement on that third but if you want to think about it easily yeah now keep in mind out of that 0.1 percent of trans people who identify as trans some don't transition medically some do transition medically like 0.3 of that community d uh detransitions and it's one to two percent of those regret transitioning so that's like what a thousand people maybe yeah some people regret getting a nose job some people regret getting tattoos. Exactly. Like, yes, that happens, but there's so many fucking steps we have to go through before we get there that I think is fucking bullshit. And there's a lot of, like, oh, here, we're talking about, like, he's saying, like, oh, he met two young women who regret undergoing transition procedures, right? Mm-hmm. Yet every documentary and everything that talk about uh, detransitioners use the same one fucking person. Every fucking time, I can't fucking remember their name right now for the life of me. 
but they use like the same one or two people. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Like what the? It's it, just because it literally they're trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. They really are, and, and there's really no problem there in the first place. You just need someone to point the finger at. Yeah, and which like, you should just it should be pointed directly back at you. It really should because they're the ones that are causing the issues. Because like sometimes mm-hmm. people detransition, and or you know detransition quote unquote heavy air quotes for like they can't afford their HRT right now. They just moved to an area haven't found a doctor. Maybe they need to go back into the closet. There's so many different reasons of why someone would quote unquote detransition. And a lot of them do end up picking back up when they're able to or safe to. Yeah. So when they feel mentally ready to even. Yeah. And, and the thing that worries a lot of people is this recent thing. Um, has said, um, like, a lot of them have been like, oh, you know, we're just trying to protect the kids. And this showed that that was a fucking lie, mm-hmm. which we already fucking knew. Um, shortly after uh, Ramasani had his thing, uh, the anchor, Calderon, uh, asked Pence what he would do about the rising anti-LGBTQ plus violence. Former vice president said, I'll stand up for the safety and civil liberties for every... Um, American of, of every background then pivoted to gender affirming care. We are going to pass a federal ban on transgender chemical or surgical surgery anywhere in the country. So this is not just about fucking kids. You're just going straight after everyone including adults. And and we've said it before and we said it multiple times here on the podcast. I'm going to say it fucking again. Um most of the time what trans kids get is either uh is social transition allowing them to use a certain name referring to them with certain pronouns um you know letting them wear clothes they feel comfortable with and maybe at a like when they're a little older depending on when they come out um allowing them to be on puberty blockers which cis kids use, like straight kids use, all the fucking time. All the fucking time. Since the 80s. And so, it's one of those things, it's it's only a problem when queer people do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like the pot calling the kettle black kind of like situation of like, oh, well, I I don't look at when I do it. But when you do it, then it's the problem. And that shit drives me nuts. Fucking hypocrisy of even if there's there's I can just go on a rant about that, honestly, sure. because all of the all of the I don't know, it's always all of the it's the same thing with like medications oh well people should be able to afford their medications no they shouldn't they should the, the right people the you know double playing double advocate this is not how i think but mm. how some of those people think is no they need to work and they need to be able to afford it it's like oh well you're old and guess what you have diabetes you know how much your insurance costs without your ssi or whatever you were getting oh well that's different these other young people they need to it's the same it's all the same shit it just has a different skin over it yeah because like honestly a lot of a lot of boomers are becoming homeless now because of shit like this Mm -hmm. 
and there's a lot of kind of just hmm you know told you so kind of things from people but like it's it's not just like millennials and gen z's or even gen xers that are getting fucked over everybody's getting fucked over and we just need to treat each other better yeah fucking assholes um moving on um so this is from a news art or news site that i learned called gay city news um i did look a little bit i think some of the shit is fucking funny um like legitimately like made me laugh for some of the articles um biden looks to bolster protections for lgbtq i don't know why i have a hard time speaking today lgbtq youth in foster care it makes my heart happy let's let's continue i'm excited to hear about this uh a new proposal uh by the biden administration to bolt to bolster protections and support in systems in foster care would require agencies to take steps to safeguard lgbtq youth paving the way for stronger federal regulations at the time where queer children have been targeted by legislative attacks in numerous states across the country god my throat is so fucking raspy right now i am so sorry everybody (laughs) the yelling yesterday just got to me Uh, one of the proposed regulations would require state welfare agencies to make sure LGBTQ youth are placed in foster care homes where they would have access to necessary services and protection from discriminate, discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity. Caregivers would have to be required to undergo training on how to meet the needs of LGBTQ youth. The move is uh, is part of three rules proposed by the Department of Health and Human Services aimed to better support children and families in the child welfare system. The rules would simplify the process for kinship caregivers, such as family members, to become foster care providers and expand access to legal services for families and children of risk of entering the foster care system. Are you okay, huh? I hope this goes through. I'm tearing up because I was an LGBTQ kid in foster care and it just added another level of difficulty to everything. You know, and they, they when I was in foster care, they, they didn't care. It was who was available because there's so many kids in foster care that they just put you where there's a spot. Yeah, true. And the thing that always worries me is I've seen some people get put into foster care with families that should not be been passed. Oh, absolutely. By the foster care system. And they were horrible. Like, and not even just queer kids, just like abusive foster care families. Yeah. Trust me, you don't have to tell me. (laughs) I know, unfortunately, you don't have to tell me. And I know of a lot of them too that like, because... Foster, my foster parents knew some people who worked in the foster care system and like the local level of like the county systems and stuff like that. So I heard, unfortunately, all about the horrible things. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is unfortunate that a lot of these people do get through a lot of the screenings and a lot of the the trainings and like don't take care of these kids. Yeah, it's horrible. 
But hopefully, hopefully, with his new moves, it helps everybody. Yeah. Because it seems like it does, because, like, it would allow, like, someone's aunt or uncle to, like, be able to be a foster parent and someone's grandma, you know what I mean? Yeah, it takes way too long for the kinship care to actually be able to go through and because they want... They need to make sure first the person who's the the person who the kid who's placed in foster care is safe, and sometimes being in a kinship care is not a safe situation because the person the abuser knows where that person lives. Mm-hmm. So then that's usually just a stop of like, well, we're trying to find you a foster home, so you're going to stay with somebody, and then we're probably just going to move you again instead of being like, okay, well, when we move you into a kinship care, we're going to start the paperwork for you to also become a foster parent. So that way, while we're trying to see if this is the best option, you can start the paperwork and have things rolling in case we do say, yeah, the the kid can stay here with somebody in the family. And that's usually what they try to do first. Yeah. And this seems like it's going to be a a good move all around, in my opinion. Um, Is there anything else you want to add to that before we move on? I don't think so. Okay. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, no problem. Um. So we have another one on cannabis. Uh, so the Senate committee passes cannabis banking bill. Um, this also happened a little bit after we recorded the last episode. Forbes, why does your website have so many freaking pop-ups? Good grief. You're the reason that people use ad blockers. Uh, after a long and arduous wait, it looks like the Safer Bank Act, re- uh, the renamed version of the bipartisan law that would allow banks to work with cannabis companies without penalties, is finally starting to show some traction after languishing in Congress. Today, the Senate Committee on the Bank on Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs held a markup uh, on legislation as uh, as expected. The bill passed decisively. Although members of the House did overwhelmingly vote for the Safe Banking Act, the bill's earlier version, several times before, today's vote marks the first time the Senate members have voted in favor of the measure. And I think this has to do a lot with John Fetterman and the recent wave of Democrats we got into, or even not, not just Democrats, but a recent wave of cannabis supporting politicians mm-hmm. um, who have been in favor of cannabis becoming federally legal. Um, and of course, John Fetterman's probably changing a lot of people's views yeah. while he's up there. I hope. I hope that's what he's doing. I really hope. Like he said he was going to. But it seems like since, you know, he's been there, things have slowly started turning. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Also, apparently, a little side tangent, some people think he's been replaced with a doppelganger because he's not just a goatee anymore. He's just a mustache now, and it's a dark mustache. People have been thinking he's been replaced by a doppelganger. People's facial hair color changes all the time. (laughs) You shave it, it can come back in a different color. That's just how I hair mean, works. My dad has no redheads in his side of his family, and half his fucking the reason why he's salt and pepper is because he has red hair in his beard. Riddle me that one, Batman. Yeah, shit next are weird. It just shit changes when you get older too. Even yeah. your hair color will change, your eye color changes. There's a possibility he dyed everything. Yeah, you don't know. Um, but now the bill is off to the Senate. And the House for more debate, uh, amendment, and votes before hopefully preceding the President's Biden to President's Biden desk 
If all goes well, the banking ban that has been a scourge of legal cannabis industry since since its inception will be lifted, which that would be good news. And the reason why I'm hopeful that it would be good news is because mom and pop shops, they would have an easier time getting um, loans to start a business. Yeah. Because a lot of the, I don't know, was it term chuds? I think is what they call like people who get into the cannabis industry for the money mm. not as being profit you know you can make money i've never heard that term before i think i think someone at work told me that or i saw that in like a brand box brown comic or something it's fairly new in my lexicon so don't worry about that okay um but or maybe it was from cool nerd weed show might have been from the cool nerd weed show <laughs> Um, but basically the, these people already have a bunch of money and the, the, all, all the top five cannabis CEOs come from different industries and are making the most money. Number, uh, I can't remember the order, but George Arcos, Verano's, who was number one. Yeah. Was originally a restaurateur. I think Kim Rivers came from like real, like either real estate or um a law firm or something like that i can't remember or maybe restaurants as well juicy holdings their their guys came from they were lawyers if i remember correctly um i can't remember else i think or kim rivers might have been just like a like an invest like someone that worked with investments or something I, i i honestly can't remember what the fuck kim rivers did but like you have like all these people from restaurants, um, lawyers, doctors, you know, people who own hospitals, like those kind of doctors, mm-hmm. um, fucking real estate tycoons, fucking all these other people, you know, and they're like, oh, well, I see that cannabis is making money. Let me see what uh what i can do with that you know yeah let me make money yeah you know what i'm just gonna look up kim rivers loop it back into something we talked about previously the rescheduling of cannabis that's up in the air right now uh that's what that comes that, that's all that comes back to is big farm is like yo we can uh can we uh maybe because we can maybe make money off of this if we reschedule it mm-hmm she was she uh she was an investor. Okay. I knew I would have thought right at a certain point. <laughs> um. Do you want to get to her skittles of the week? Yeah. You want to talk about yours? <laughs> yeah. So, I recently I don't know how I didn't realize this before, but I'm a huge fan of Adam Conover. And I did not know that he has a podcast called Factually, literally on everywhere. If you're listening to us somewhere, you can probably just search it in your search bar right now and it's probably there. Um, but yeah, it's, he, I listened to a couple episodes the other day. Like I love listening to him sober and stoned. Um, but that's the thing of why I wanted him to be my Skittle is because I want to, I like listening to him stoned. I love watching, um, you know, I've been rewatching some Adam Ruins Everything. I watched the Adam Ruins Halloween the other day. Um, I don't know. I just 
is a nice voice and he knows things and I that things that I don't know and they're interesting and he makes them sound interesting and he's passionate about shit and I love it. Mm-hmm. So Adam, if for some somehow way, shape, or form this gets to you, you are my skittle this week. Because great stuff you're putting out there. No, that's fair. That's fair. Also, congrats with the writer strike, by the way. Yeah, he, he was a big source of like information and updating everybody about what the writer strike was doing. You know, all the information and everything. So. Thank you for sharing all that, Adam. I know that was a lot of work to throw on top of yourself with everything else you had going on, uh, including being in the strike yourself. Yeah. Um, I actually have one. Uh, it is Rose Gold Company or Rose Gold Co. Um, Adam Culver, Conover's, I don't know why I was like Culver. Adam Conover's Instagram is at Adam Conover. So check him out. He's at Adam Conover pretty much anywhere Everywhere. there's an at sign. Um, Rose Gold uh, Co., uh, which is at rosegoldco.shop on Instagram, is a cannabis, or not a cannabis, an LGBT, the other half of our show. Yeah. <laughs> this is me sober, y'all. <laughs> I fuck up more, <laughs> I feel like. Um, so, the they are a queer black uh, women owned company. Nice. Uh, that sells pride merch year long. Heck yeah! Uh, they are on TikTok showing some of their um, products on there, which I think is also the same handle as their Instagram. Um, they have binders that they make now that I've seen. Um, they have like custom vans and shoes and everything Converse too. They, I think you can get through them. Nice. Like they have a lot of stuff and they try, uh, having merch for everybody's pride flags. I love that. They try their best on that one. Um, they even show things are like, we have some of the ones you didn't think you can get like gender queer and eighties and arrow. And you know, cause like, not a lot of the big box retailers carry a lot of the pride flags for everybody. They're getting better. Like Spencer's is adding more, I feel like, each year. Mm. I found uh, the non-binary flags at Spencer's. Yeah. And for the longest time, you couldn't find that shit anywhere. No. Hell, do you remember the time where you couldn't find anything other than just rainbow flags? You couldn't find, like, lesbian flags. Mm-hmm. You couldn't find anything other than just, just rainbows. Just rainbows all the time. Pepper Trump remembers. <laughs> Yeah, man, <laughs> <laughs> But like, yeah, it's like it's there are some places that are getting better, but I love that they actually have stuff year round, and of course they'll have seasonal stuff like this fit the theme. Like they, I'm pretty sure are going to have some Halloween stuff oh, that's so on cool. sale. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I haven't looked. Gay Halloween. I want all the gay Halloween things. I want to get a rainbow ghost now. <laughs> rainbow sheet ghost. <laughs> oh god oh, i love you <laughs> i love you too well yeah they're they're my schedule of the week go check them out um because they're doing really cool stuff and watch some of their tiktoks because they advertise literally what's on their shop um and if you have any i think they're open to suggestions of like things you, like people want to see because they want to be a, a shop for the community to go and be able to buy products and everything and find products that they can be themselves with, you know? Yeah. So 
Um, is there anything else you want to add? I don't think so. Do you want to talk about the Ren pair? <gasps> yes, can we? Okay, can, can we talk about the the washing wenches? Oh my specifically? gosh. Yes, oh my god. So I... That was an improvement even from last year. They've gotten so much more inclusive and like I almost cried because even like when they were talking like about, you know, they picked somebody out of the audience. They were like, miss. Oh, I'm sorry. What what are your pronouns? Okay. See, you see how easy that was, everybody. Yeah. They had like love is love on like one of the rags and, and everything. There were rainbow, like there's some rainbows hanging in the background. And I'm just like. And I love how hmm. not even just like the washing wenches, but like some of the other pieces were like lords ladies and everyone in between i was like oh i feel so included <laughs> i all that listen and that's a big thing for me because i've always felt like i belonged there mm -hmm. and now it's like i belong even more it's, and this was the pittsburgh ren fair we're going to the pa one next week next week i'm so excited and my voice will probably be wrecked on the next episode <laughs> i'm not nearly as bad though because we're not going to a burlesque show afterwards true that is true. But we probably will go to all of the jousts, though. So, um, But yeah, I think I think we're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, once, is there anything you want to talk about, else you want to talk about the rent, the PA, the, 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 the Pittsburgh rent fair? I don't think so. Uh, the season's over for anybody who's listening and wanted to go. I'm sorry you missed it. But uh, go support them next season. They mm. already probably have their dates. They're usually the same. The same. Uh, they just change up their themed weekends. Um, but go check them out. They're awesome. Um, yeah. Go check out our Skittles. Yeah, definitely go check out our Skittles. Check out us on all of the social medias too. Oh, yeah. I, I could do a little outro plug. I have time. Um, we still have messages, audio messages you guys can send in to us. Um, if you have any questions about anything, we will look at them, listen to them, make sure it's appropriate to have on the podcast, and we will play it on uh, the show and answer the questions for y'all um, as best as, our, as we can, you know, to the best of our abilities. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, all of our links and everything to that are in the show notes, uh, TikTok. Uh, we are technically on Twitter, but I don't use it as much now since it's become a like cesspool, cesspool of anti-LGBT 4chan asshole neckbeards. I really wish Mythical would get off there and use their threads more. That's the only reason why I have my Twitter still is because yeah. of Rhett and Link. Yeah, because they're still very active on there and they do polls and stuff mm -hmm. on there. Um, they are leaning more of their polls towards Instagram from what I've heard. Heck yes. Good. I need to get on Instagram more then. I was gonna say something and now I forgot what it was. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Oh, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. There we go. Oh yeah, and Spotify. And Spotify. Um, we are slowly updating everything on our YouTube, so we will be there on YouTube. Uh, since Google Podcasts is no longer going to be a thing, and um, you can listen via YouTube Music. We're on Amazon Music, so you can listen to us on our your smart devices. Just ask Alexa to play Smoking Out the Closet. I don't know if that oh, works. Oh my god, I hope you did not just make everyone <laughs> like Echo or whatever just launch. That'd be funny. Um, well, once again, my name is Raven. I use she, her pronouns. I'm Asmodeus, and I use they, them pronouns. We'll see you all in the next episode. Bye! Bye-bye!